Do you like ghosts, cryptids, celestial beings, and witchcraft? Then you'll likely find us tolerable. We are a pair of best witches approaching the paranormal in this realm and beyond with respectful and curious nature. We love to weave within the weird. So So let's get frightfully delightful. We are ever grateful for the opportunities to share space with, learn from, work with, listen, and hold witness the people, ancestors, matriarchs, spirits, and creatures, past and present, whose stewardship and cultural teachings have brought life to the lands upon which we dwell. May we all do our part as uninvited guests to ensure that the land is stewarded and led by its rightful guardians and spirits. Luna resides on the traditional lands of the First Peoples of the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation. These lands are covered under the Williams Treaties and rest within the traditional territory of the Anishinaabeg. The land, sea, sky, and spirit that Amanda resides within is vast and deep Stalo Coast Salish traditional territory. The area upon which she lives, learns, unlearns, and tells her stories within is stewarded and cared for by the Chilwayak people. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Luna. How are you this week? Wonderful. And it's like, it's interesting too, because it's like been like almost a full week. Yeah. 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 Didn't we record last week on Friday as well? We did. Yeah. And like my week's been like, like a roller coaster energetically. Yeah. I think I'm ready for fall. Mm-hmm. I'm done with summer. And it's interesting because like the busiest part of my summer isn't even here yet. Yeah. Like I'm just getting into the busiest season. Like section. So we have Vancouver Pagan Pride in less than two weeks. Yeah. We have the Creator's Coven the next week. And then we have Ryan's birthday. And then we have the UBC reached out to Astral Eye, Kara. So she asked if I wanted to be a reader at their astronomy clubs. Oh, I remember you mentioning this. Yeah, I was on a call with you, actually, when she sent that text message. So yeah. that was really fucking cool. So I'm really excited about um, about August. So with feeling so uh, up and down energetically, I really have to pay attention to resting. Yeah. Because even though the sun is like at maximum capacity, it doesn't mean that my energy is also at maximum capacity. Yeah. So honoring my cycles and making note of them. I think I even mentioned it to you yesterday. Like, I feel really fucking weird, Luna, and I can't figure out why I feel fucking weird. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm starting to creep down into myself a little bit more. And it hasn't always been easy to know what I'm experiencing before it happens like recognizing that oh that is my you know that cycle is starting yeah able to have that perspective has given me a lot more freedom to actually do it instead of 
like chucked into it, I have more presence of mind, which is wonderful. So that's how my week has been. <laughs> how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Not very exciting or active, but I'm so sorry. I have to interrupt you. Yeah. I think I think what you did over the last couple of days has been really exciting because rekindling a relationship energetically with somebody like an entity or an energy, that's really fucking cool and exciting. Okay, that's true. Yeah, I have been rekindling my relationship with a deity uh, that I have been learning about working with for six years, seven years. 10 years. It's a long time, dude. It's interesting because so the deity that I'm talking about is Hecate. And yeah, I, I would say it is like six years now. And then it got a little quiet in the last few, but um, I can feel her energy stirring up again. And I have been listening to the call I guess to work with her more and to deepen my relationship with her so that is actually pretty exciting it is I mean if you don't want to get excited for it I will be excited for it no I am very excited (laughs) for it and I think I think I'm going to be taking a class Mm -hmm. offered by a person named Jack Grail on Hecate and I'm really excited for that coming up I think it starts next week actually oh my god really yeah it's like soon (gasps) (laughs) and I love this timing another thing about the timing that is perfect is he said because he did a live last night that I was watching and he said it's his 13th cohort (gasps) for this class so I was like how appropriate And is that okay? Not to make this about me, but when I made your oil, that 13, yeah, 13th, and I still have that oil and I found it recently. Really? Uh huh. So maybe you know what? I'm gonna send it to you. Okay, thanks. Even if it's not appropriate for like the skin anymore because it has been a long time. It's still appropriate to use magically. Magically, absolutely. I still have the bottle, the little roll-on oh, bottle that yeah. of the one that you made for me. It's somewhere. I squirreled it away somewhere special, <laughs> yeah. as I do. <laughs> use the things. Yeah, uh, we, uh, yeah. We were talking about that last night sure. um, yes. in spooky in our spooky phone live. Yeah, how I personally am working on hoarding things less in the mentality of I need to save this for a special occasion. The special occasion is now and it's not guaranteed that I'm going to be around, you know, for, for however long. So I am working on not hoarding stuff and using it and enjoying it. Enjoying it in the moment. Yeah. That has been a very prevalent theme over the last couple weeks for me as well. And for the clients that I've seen over the last couple weeks. Yeah. 
it's been about embodying, like being in your body in its present state instead of always visualizing the future and wanting Mm -hmm. to be your future self. In order to be our future selves and our favorite selves, we need to learn how to be in the present right now. Yeah, that is super fucking insightful. (laughs) And that like goes hand in hand with wearing your favorite perfume right now in the moment so you can breathe in your essence. Wearing though the favorite clothing. Yeah, lighting the candle. Lighting the fucking candles. Yes, yes. So if you are listening to this and you need that permission, You never need that permission, but we're giving it to you anyways. Yeah, we're giving it to you right now. Light the candle and take a picture of it and send and tag us in it. Yeah. Because we want to celebrate that moment with you. Light the fucking candle. Wear the perfume and wear the dress. This is really silly, but I bought a couple crop tops from Old Navy recently Mm -hmm. and they're just like ribbed crop tops but they fit really nicely under this summer dress that I have yeah and I was thinking like well where am I gonna wear it every day I'm wearing them good I'm I'm just cycling through I wear the green one and then I wear the white one and then I wear the green one and then I wear the white one and I don't give a shit if people are like wasn't she wearing that yesterday you know what yes I was yeah too bad Yes, I was. (laughs) And I was wearing my favorite perfume and I was lighting my favorite candles. And what? (laughs) Good. Yeah. But yeah, that so that has been going on this week. And I mean, Spooky Phone was really cool, too. Spooky Phone was was, it was it was not scary. It was very cryptic. And they even said the word cryptic strange. And I just. That reminds me, I have to download that spooky phone. Yeah, we can't lose that one. I tried that was a good to, one. I tried to download it yesterday and it wouldn't let me because it had to it had to do its Instagram thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna download it right now. We should make a little clip of that that one part. This the when Addison scared the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah, that too. And the cryptic part? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that whole thing. Like they said cryptic and I thought they were referring to me or you, but then they said something fucking wildly cryptic. So I'll 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 get all I'll get that whole part and Yeah, cuz we have to share that. Oh yeah, that'll be in the in the photo dump as well. I'll make an I'll make a reel of it. Okay. Cool. And also wearing the same thing last night that I am wearing today. So that is... is, Who cares? It's super cute. I don't care. I don't care. Um, The the white one with the black dress that you wear gives me that, like, the, you know, the 90s look. Yes. It was the white t-shirt, the little white shirt underneath the black tank top or spaghetti strap dress. Yeah, so I never... Very 90s. I love it. I am living my 90s life right now because I never got on board with that because when I was old enough to do that, I felt really insecure in my body and I was just wearing baggy sweatshirts and I wasn't, I wasn't happy. 
with with how I looked in anything. Yeah. And now I don't care how I look. I like I like looking nicely, but I'm more happy that I feel comfortable in it than how I look in it. And that's yeah. that's what it is. I also have so you know my sun and moon dress. Mm-hmm. In the fall, I'm gonna start wearing that with long sleeve black shirts. Oh yeah, that's gonna be so cute. I yeah. Yes. This yeah. dress dress for our inner teens. And yeah. everybody else can go fuck themselves. Yeah, because they don't our, like inner, it. our inner teens say fuck you too, then. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that being said, we have we're doing something new this week. We are introducing our new miniseries, The Cryptid Compendium. This series is robust, and to keep it robust in nature, with this exciting series announcement, we want to let you know that we are moving to bi-weekly episodes. This means that we will have time to dig deep into the depths of all the frightfully delightful things that unravel before us and really sink our teeth into the research to bring you expanded perspectives and observances. Without further ado... Welcome to our mini-series we're calling The Cryptid Compendium, a short and concise look at our favorite cryptids, with impactful introductions to various cryptids and creatures that we find fascinating. This series was inspired by a wonderful book that was gifted to each of us by our dear friend, Shop Goblin Michelle. The book is called Compendium of North American Cryptids and Magical Creatures, the official Magimundi guide by Foxfire Castella, written by Mike Young, Maury Brown, and Ben Morrow, illustrated by Fionn Evans. This book is meant as a role-playing game guide for building characters and storylines filled with magical and creepy creatures and beings. However, the creatures within the pages are rich with folklore and information inspired from the study of cryptozoology, it's a fun and beautifully illustrated guide, even if you aren't into role-playing games. We use this book as inspiration for a starting point into our own exploration of cryptid folklore and stories. This series isn't a deep dive into cryptids. It's a concise introduction into various cryptids and creatures that we find interesting. We hope they inspire you to continue on with your own explorations into the fascinating rabbit hole of cryptids. Tell me what cryptid you are going to tell me about. Okay, so I went a little rogue from the book because this particular cryptid isn't in there. Really? Yeah, which I was surprised about because I feel like it would fit. It would fit perfectly in a book like this. But it wasn't, and it could be because... It's kind. It's almost more urban legend, okay, than it is necessarily like. Cr- I mean, it's a cryptid. It's a creature, but there's not there's not a lot of folklore about it. There's not a lot of people reporting sightings and like that kind of thing. So it's like very much like urban legend kind of thing. So. I chose the Loveland Frogman. Yes. Or Frogmen. They 
also are known as the Loveland Lizards. Uh, but in most things you read, it's the Loveland Frogman. Okay. Uh, so the place of origin is Loveland, Ohio in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And their basic description is a bipedal humanoid frog that stands roughly about four feet tall has leathery frog-like skin <laughs> and one report describes one, the uh, one of the beings as holding a wand-like object that shoots a spray of sparks you know the wb frog yeah oh, WB, hello that's yeah that's what i picture that's the vibes you get oh yeah because he has well he has like a cane but it looks like a wand it does look like a wand it looks like a magician's wand to me it always yeah. did i think he has a top hat too yeah yeah oh wow nostalgic okay <laughs> so the first sighting of the loveland frog men was reported in 1955 Wow. And some versions of the story cite the month of May for the time of year. That makes sense. The sighting was reported by a traveling salesman. Some reports name him Robert Honeycott. Uh, others don't give a name at all. And the sighting was reported late at night on an unnamed road. So... This feels very similar to the legend of Ghost Road, right? It has that urban legend feel to it where it's, you know, over time the legend changes and warps from person to person like a game of cryptid telephone. Yeah. In the original sighting, the salesman reported seeing three figures between three to four feet tall standing on their hind legs, I believe under a bridge. (laughs) Or like near a bridge. And they appeared to be humanoid frog people. In some versions, one of the beings held a wand-like object that shot a spray of sparks. That's so cool. So after this initial sighting, so this is the first recorded sighting. Then there wasn't any reported sightings for 17 years. Really? Yeah. And then... In March of 1972, a Loveland police officer named Ray Shockey, by some accounts, was driving late at night near the Little Miami River when he spotted a strange, unidentified creature scurrying across the road ahead of his car. Because the creature was fully illuminated by the car's headlights, he could see that it was about three to four feet in length and had leathery skin. In his report, though, he described the creature as being, quote, crouched like a frog, and it only stood on its hind legs when climbing over the guardrail at the side of the road. Was there a bridge in this instance as well? I believe so. They don't specifically say, and I'm not familiar with the area, but it seems to be by this river, the little Miami River, Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a bridge around. I should look up pictures, but that's for another day. So two weeks later, another officer, Mark Matthews, reported a similar unidentified creature sighting in the same area with a similar description to Ray's sighting. 
except this officer decided to shoot his gun at the creature because of course he did and in doing so injured the animal which he then put in his trunk to show the other officer according to matthews the creature turned out to be nothing more than an iguana who must have escaped or had been released and it had gotten very large and was also missing its tail Oh, yeah, so sad. So it's interesting to note that Matthews later stated multiple times that these two sightings were simply just an escaped iguana and the whole frogman thing was blown way out of proportion. But it seems like in my research, he seemed to kind of flip flop back and forth sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then he seemed to go over to. Well, it was just an iguana. So I found that a little weird. And while there is like a connection, I guess, maybe it was just an an escaped iguana that just happens to be tied in to the original sighting because they... Yeah, like why would he even see anything then? Yeah. Well, he said, in one of the things I read, he said the reason why he shot at it was because he wanted to have evidence to show his police officer friend. So when he when he took aim at this creature, yeah, he thought he was shooting a the Loveland Frogman. Um, maybe, okay. maybe, or at least some sort of like anomaly. Yeah, I think his reasoning behind it was. Oh, this looks like the same thing that my buddy saw a couple weeks ago. I'm going to shoot it and show him so we can, like, confirm. Is this the thing? Yeah. Which, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm really not into, like, shoot now, ask questions later. Like, fuck no. I don't know. Whether you believe in cryptids or not, like, don't just shoot at them. Don't try and hurt them. No. Leave them be. Yeah. And then a more recent sighting report that I found was from 2016 when a person named Sam Jacobs was playing Pokemon Go with his (laughs) with his girlfriend near Lake Isabella again I don't really know the geography of Ohio very well so I I don't I can't place it right where it is in relation to the river but it is in Ohio though yes in Cincinnati okay And so he says, quote, we saw a huge frog near the water, not in the game. This was an actual giant frog. Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs, end quote. The source for this is the WLWT5 News, and I will leave resources in the show notes for where I got some of this from. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, okay, so from some of the reports I came across about this particular sighting, there's a lot of doubt surrounding it due to the location being very different from the original sighting. This sighting... feel like it's that different, though, because, like, if it's by the river, it's by the river. Yeah. If it's by a bridge, it's a body of water, like... Yeah, like frogs are all over the place where near yeah. water. So if there is a frogman cryptid, essentially they could survive anywhere near water, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. This sighting also has some, quote, video evidence. (laughs) I watched it. It's very brief. It's like 12 seconds long. And I don't know. I don't think it's real. Mm -hmm. It's very shaky. The eye shine in the video doesn't look like it's just it's so hard to tell that people have like taken stills of the video and enhanced the light it's because it's pitch dark you don't see anything it's black Mm -hmm. all you see is two little little white eyes (laughs) and it's 12 for 12 seconds um anyways you can find it in the same article i quoted from the wlwt5 news which i will link so if you want to go watch that you can but it i don't i don't think it's real i think it's a hoax which a lot of other people also seem to if you would like to waste 12 seconds go ahead <laughs> what's absolutely adorable to me is this cryptid recently became the city of loveland's official mascot oh yeah They actually have a dedicated page on their website, um, which is lovelandoh.gov, where they have a little blurb about the Loveland frog and list upcoming public appearances. Because, yes, they actually have someone dress up in a frog mascot suit and appear in various city-run events. I love that they're just embracing it. It, That's amazing. How fucking cute is that? So fucking adorable. (laughs) So while I didn't find very many reported sightings in my quick research, I did notice the cult following these froggy creatures seem to have. There's a clear sense of adoration and love for these beings, especially by the Loveland locals. Mm -hmm. You don't make a humanoid frog being your city's mascot without a sense of wonderment and love, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and that like that deep-rooted connection to your space yeah yeah it's precious (laughs) so even in the little cryptids oracle by dark arts the card for the loveland frogman is titled magic oh which i'm sure is in part linked to the original sighting where one of the beings seemed to have a magical wand But it's still very fitting that these creatures are linked to a sense of magical wonder. If you're feeling disconnected from your own magic and power, perhaps a little journey down to the Little Miami River in Loveland, Ohio, to look for the Loveland Frogmen is just what you need. Oh, that's so beautiful. I loved this. Thanks. I also love that frogs have come up so intensely for us. Yeah. Since your visit in April and the goblin rune reading that I did like in May that I just shared um, had frogs, had a frog in it and just frogs are everywhere right now. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Well, I mean, that's kind of one of the little reasons why I picked the Loveland Frogmen is because we seem to have this. I don't know frogs just keep they keep popping up on our radar like a lot and I just thought that the stories and kind of the the folklore behind this was very whimsical and cute 
it's very it's not just whimsical and cute but it's all it also has like a tangible footing in like reality yeah the loveland made it their mascot they made it their you know their town's representative and yeah i think i think that everybody should designate a cryptid for their specific uh their specific town oh my gosh that would be so fun that segues a little bit into my oh i also wanted to point out that it was interesting that the compendium mm-hmm. that michelle gave us didn't have the Loveland Frogman. So like the absence of it was like very, very important, I feel like. Yeah. But on the subject of uh, assigning a cryptid to your city, I flipped through the compendium. I did a little bit of scriptomancy and I was not inspired. Like I love the book so much, Mm -hmm. but I I didn't want to research or delve any deeper into it. Yeah. I looked, I researched, I went on spooky cryptid shitposting, <laughs> one of my favorite Facebook groups. And there was a lot of really amazing things, but nothing I felt inspired by. And then, so I started doing some, I, uh, some sigil magic. I just had to get my mind off of it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, be the cryptid you wish to see in the woods. And then I started thinking, what is a cryptid's essence? How do we embrace our own cryptid natures? Mm -hmm. Have you ever wondered how to be a cryptid? So my segment is how we can become a cryptid and embrace our inner cryptid nature. I fucking love this so much. (laughs) So it starts with like, how do you feel creature-like? What kind of creature do you feel like? Imagine your ideal cryptid form. So animalistic, on four legs. Mm-hmm. A bipedal? Are you in a forest like Sasquatch or lake dwelling like Loch Ness? In some cursory research, I found that in the Hamilton Public Library, so this is in Ontario, mm-hmm. the Hamilton Public Library has a PDF available for children and with simple prompts and recommendation recommended children's books related to creating your own cryptid oh my gosh just this cute little just one page and the future is paranormal and that gives me so much fucking hope and i love that as soon as you said that loveland their mascot is the loveland frogman yeah made me think about this little pdf that i saw yesterday yeah it was this cutest thing so Using our creativity and connection to where we feel the most creature-like, the most maybe bewilderment. Like what, what, like there's a reason why the word wild is in bewilderment, right? Mm -hmm. Because it makes us feel alive and wild. And when we are observing something awe-inspiring, it gets our creativity going. Yeah. 
know. A little bit feral, perhaps. A little bit feral. Well, and that's the thing. Do you want to embrace your feral nature or maybe a little bit softer nature? Yeah. Like like the squonk. (laughs) (laughs) Do you just want to cry all the time? And that's funny because yesterday I was so fucking cranky. And I was like, well, you know what? Cryptids are cranky in general. So there. And then I was like, are cryptids cranky? No. I don't feel like cryptids, like um, some of them for sure could be, but just because they're not, just because we can't perceive them doesn't mean that they don't ever want to be perceived. So how do we embrace being the cryptid we wish to see in the woods or in the sea or in the mountains? And then I got really wild with it. The cryptid of the library. Does it eat all of the the word does out of all of the books and then all this <laughs> maybe you are a a dragon like entered entity that eats transphobes i like that what about a dumpster cryptid that just like <laughs> nourishes and basks itself like an oscar the grouch oh don't tell me he's not a fucking cryptid <laughs> <laughs> so what you feel a strong connection to and what mysterious aspects you want to bring into this embodiment. Yeah. And so the, think of the ocean, mountains, urban areas, libraries, and on an energetic level, what is the essence of your cryptid nature, your unique traits, the abilities, energies, tap into that essence And what can people do to evoke or invoke that cryptidness? Do they have to go into the mountains and see like a, (laughs) I drew a really awful picture once of like a hippo body with a bee's head. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see if I can find it on my procreate. Okay. So spend some time thinking about, what kind of cryptid you want to be. Yeah. And practice embodying those characteristics and behaviors of the cryptid and create artwork, write stories, write your own folklore. God, that would be so fun. Yeah. So I have, um, I'm working on a handout like I do because not a day goes by that I don't open Canva and create a new document. Okay. I like (laughs) where this is going. So I'm going to share it. I'm not sure where I'm going to share it yet. Yeah. I, I might share it once we, because once this episode is going to air August 1st, and mm-hmm. then we're going to go bi-weekly, right? Yes. Yes. So I might share it the next week. Somewhere I will share it. I will let everybody know where, because it's not quite ready yet, because I want to make sure that I have my own cryptid. Yeah. I want one too. I want to do one too, please. <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you if maybe we should start creating our own, like with our, with this compendium mini series. Yeah. I was thinking like either I could create a cryptid and you could tell us about like a, like a more researched cryptid. And then maybe, you know how you do like wallpapers and like, you're just like a really great artist. I'm. Thanks. Yes, might be thank you. <laughs> but if I give you almost like a, like a, a, you know, when 
back in the old days where people would like get robbed and then they would have to like sit down with a sketch artist. Yeah. If I explain to you what I want my what the like the physical form of the cryptid to be, will you sketch it out and I could certainly try. Okay, I feel like trying is the best. (laughs) I I I like I like this. Okay. I could have written so much more, but I had to stop because I want to do more research and I want to spend time with making the folklore happen. Yeah. But that's the, those are the ground. Those are like the, the hot key points. And I'm really excited because I like this. Yeah. So the worksheet is going to be, you know, creating your own folklore and envisioning what your cryptid is. Getting in touch with your inner cryptid. Oh, Oh yeah, that's it. So cute. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. I like this. So glad you like it. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is so fun. I like this little series that we're going to do. And I hope everybody else likes it too. But if you don't, then too bad. Because these episodes, it's, it's for us. <laughs> yeah. It's creative and it's fun. And we learn about a lot of different, like, geography like i bet you luna's gonna look up a fucking map of ohio now just so that she yeah. knows where things are because yeah, I that's, am. Just type of, <laughs> that's just that's just the type of people that we are because we want to experience things and yeah. that's that's the best way to do it is just letting your research go wild for sure yeah I love this. I love this series and it's gonna be so fun and we have more things planned for the podcast yeah that we want to do and yeah i'm just i'm really excited to explore cryptids and and create our own cryptids <clears throat> i like this idea that you have of kind of creating our own just like you know as um like a fun thing because it reminds me a lot of our original inspiration, which is this book, because it's created for storytelling and fantasy and role play. And like this plays into that. And it I does. I really, I really like that idea and exploration and oh, so fun. So fun. And it is a testament to create a like creative nature. Yeah. So if you are feeling like you're blocked there's a reason and it's okay to pivot. Like it took me probably about 25 minutes to half an hour to get out of my fucking head about it because I could have done like research. I could have, but it would have felt a little hollow. Yeah. For me, maybe nobody would have noticed, but it would have felt a little hollow for me. Yeah. I was looking forward to listening to you because of your research and the way that you present information. I love listening to you tell stories and accumulate research. And this just felt more, it felt like a little bit more like balanced. Yeah. So this is where we complement each other in a collaboration, right? Because we don't bring the same things to the table, but we bring awesome things to the table. Yeah. And then we mash them together and it's even more awesome. Yeah. And then we eat in it. In my opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. I love it too. I love where you went with it. And I love how you took it and made it your own thing. And thanks. <laughs> I love you. 
I love you too. We have to go now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost out of time. So thank you to everybody for listening to our disembodied voices. Yes. And we will see you in two weeks. We will see you in two weeks. We will have a lot of information packed into those weeks because Mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be many frights and delights and we adore you all (laughs) and we can't wait to continue this journey with you and yeah yeah see us on spooky film in the discord yep and on our instagram because we have a special announcement yeah check out our instagram because if there's not a special announcement up already it's coming in the next probably couple of days from when this airs. Yeah. So go have a look <laughs> and <laughs> see what we're doing. Okay, I love you. Bye. Okay, I love you. Bye. Jesus. And you know when I say Jesus, I say it G-E-E-Z-U-S. Like Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not of Christ. I am actually (laughs) saying Jesus. (laughs) Did you see me? Yeah. And I heard you I heard you go. He's sitting right here. I booped his face. Minerva's sitting here too. Oh, you're our podcast buddies. You are our podcast buddies. Let's get cryptid. <laughs> get your cryptiddies out and let's get exploring. <laughs> cryptiddies. <laughs> okay. Oh, I am leaning I am leaning into this these puns. Yes. Oh, I think you froze. Yeah. That was That was weird. weird. Yeah. Uh maybe the Loveland Frogman was Shooting his sparks in our technology direction. (laughs) You're not allowed to just talk about me like that. I'm going to freeze your video (laughs) with my magic wand. (laughs) Because I'm a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this weird and wonderful journey through the realms of fright and delight. If you'd like to explore further with us, join us on Instagram at frightfully.delightful, where this summer we go live every Thursday or Friday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific for our spooky phone sessions. For those who'd love to dig a little deeper and enjoy monthly downloads, explorations, and behind-the-veil content, we have a Patreon with two different options to feed your curiosity. Check out our page for more details at www.patreon.com slash Brightfully delightful. Until next time, stay curious, weave within the weird, and continue seeking the frightfully delightful moments that make life truly extraordinary.